Alleluia, Christ is risen. Please hear again our Holy Gospel. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. This is the word of the Lord. There is a clear contrast in our gospel today between the good shepherd and the wolf. The good shepherd, he is our kind and gracious Lord, Jesus Christ. He lays down his life for the sheep. That's you and me, by the way. And the wolf? Well, he's the devil. He is the enemy of all humanity, and he wages war against Christians. Our Lord, he describes him as a thief who comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Christ, he came that we would have life and have it abundantly. What our Lord lays before us, therefore, is that either one belongs to the good shepherd or one belongs to the wolf. One is either in, with, and under the reign of Christ, or he belongs to the devil. And there's just no middle ground there. The Christian rite of baptism emphasizes this reality when it begins with these words. We are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil, that is the wolf, until Christ claims us as his own. And the baptismal rite continues in this way. And we would be lost forever unless we were delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sins of the world, in order that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. What's communicated there in that baptismal rite is that the whole world is completely engulfed in sin and unbelief, and we ourselves right along with it. Scripture teaches that we would be lost and condemned forever were it not for Christ, our blessed Savior, who rescues us in holy baptism and who works saving faith in the heart by the gift of the Holy Spirit. So one is either in Christ or he is not. And there is just no life apart from Christ. But with our modern minds and modern sensibilities, we are less comfortable with the stark contrast like that. It sounds a little too extreme and too radical to say something along the lines that one either belongs to Christ or to the devil. And so we make the mistake of thinking of faith and church and being Christians as if it was just some lifestyle choice or essentially no different than joining the Lions Club or the PTA. And the wolf, too, would just love that way of thinking. 
But the fact is, all of humanity is lost, condemned, and utterly hopeless, were it not for Christ, the Son of God, who entered into this world and died for us on the cross and rose from the dead for our justification. So the Christian life is quite literally to be snatched out of the wolf's jaws by this good shepherd and to be ushered into his kingdom of grace and mercy. It is to be brought from death to life, from hell to heaven, and from darkness into light. And there's just no opting out of the conflict between Christ and the good shepherd and this wolf. There is no middle ground here. Either one is in, with, and under the kingdom of Christ, or he is condemned along with the infernal wolf. Therefore, this wonderful picture of Christ, our good shepherd, is of such a great comfort to us. And what's critical to understand is that sheep, in and of themselves, cannot ultimately defend themselves at all. In and of themselves, they have no strength to go toe-to-toe with the wolf. And so they rely upon the strength and defense of another. And that's Christ our Lord. Hear it from Ezekiel this morning, and pay careful attention to who exactly is accomplishing the work of salvation. For thus says the Lord God, For I myself will search for my sheep. I will rescue them. I will feed them. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. And I will seek the lost. And I will bring back the strayed. And I will bind up the injured. And I will strengthen the weak. So says our Lord. You see, the Holy Spirit there is just so adamant that you know that the Lord is always at work for you, that the Lord is seeking you out, that he is rescuing you day by day, forgiving you and feeding you and strengthening you. And that wolf would just love to have you believe the very opposite of all that, that you're all out there on your own, that you've exhausted God's patience and his love, and that God's got no more time for you. But that wolf is a liar, and he loved to convince you, too, that you're all out on your own. But it's Christ, it's Christ who promises to care for each and every one of you. With the homebound members, with our shut-ins here at Luther Memorial, I like to introduce psalms to them when I go and see them. But when I ask them what psalm they want to pray, they always, 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 without exception, ask for the 23rd Psalm. Always without fail. And I'm glad they do. It's got everything to do with the gospel text for today. The Lord is our shepherd. And even with some distance between any agrarian way of life, the good shepherd hasn't lost any meaning for us. It's fascinating. Because we all know deep down that that is indeed our story. That the Lord is our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. That in him I have everything that I need. That he leadeth me beside the still waters of holy baptism. And that he restores my soul. That he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
He gives me his word in sacrament. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear nothing. For the shepherd's rod and the shepherd's staff, they comfort me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies that I would not fear the wolf. And he gives to me his own body to eat and his own blood to drink, and my cup it runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. He is your pastor, and he is the bishop of your soul. And what love he has for you. What an inexpressible, incomprehensible love this kind and gentle shepherd has for you. You see, when he sees the wolf coming, this shepherd, he stands his ground. And he fights for you. And not in the way that you might expect. Because this good shepherd gives his life for you. He lays down his life for the sheep. He allows the wolf to actually attack him. He allows himself to be wounded and abused for all of his sheep who love to wander. And you see, up on that cross, this good shepherd, he bore all of the attacks for your sake. Up on that cross, he was attacked violently by all the predators of sin and death and hell until he was killed and laid in a grave. And that wolf, that old infernal wolf, death itself, thought he had eaten and consumed his tastiest meal yet when Christ died and was laid in the tomb. But what a trick God's Son played upon that old infernal wolf because this lamb was God's own son. He was innocent and holy and perfectly obedient to the Father. And so when he died for our sins, the power of the wolf came undone. The grave released its prey, and life triumphed where death had once reigned. And now risen from the dead, this triumphant good shepherd lives and reigns to bring you that victory that he won for you, to bring you forgiveness and life and salvation, that you would fear nothing, not even the wolf. The thief, he comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but Christ has come so that you might have life and have it abundantly. To know the joy of the forgiveness of sins, the joy of the gift of a good conscience, and the joy of eternal life with God in heaven. Dear friends of Christ, you belong to this Lord. You don't belong to the wolf. He is your Lord and your good shepherd, and he loves you. He is the world's redeemer and shepherd, and he is yours, and you are his. And he loves you with a love that is stronger than death, and his grace covers all of your sins. He numbers the hairs upon your head, and he leads you and guides you as your shepherd, and he will never forsake you. Martin Luther, he once wrote, thank God even a seven-year-old child knows just what the church is. The church is the holy lambs who listen to the voice of their good shepherd and follow him. 
And that's you. So let us go to where our good shepherd has promised to be, in the still waters of holy baptism, in that blessed cup that runneth over with his holy blood, and in the precious food of the gospel which strengthens you and fortifies you. By these means, dear Christians, the good shepherd is always with you, and he makes it so that you too can stare down the wolf And that you can give thanks to Christ for all that he's done for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.